Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. So today's podcast is about something that I think many people need to hear. We are going to talk about the long-term impact from the coronavirus. And the title of today's podcast is Coronavirus Will Stick Around After the Pandemic, But It Won't Be As Bad. Now, today's podcast is straight-up science. No political BS, no hyperbole, no exaggeration for effect. I'm going to keep the explanation simple so we don't bore the paint off the walls. My purpose is to give you plain and simple and easy to understand facts about epidemiology. And much of the information comes from Justin Lessler. Now he is an associate professor of epidemiology at Johns Hopkins University. And much of this podcast comes from his work. So hang on and enjoy this dose of reality. By the way, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all the listeners around the world. Your loyalty, well, it's, it's just, it's just, well, it's mind-boggling. I see you. I see you. So SARS-CoV-2, commonly known as the Novel, or Novel if you're from the South, the Novel Coronavirus, is officially a global pandemic. We know that. Multiple chains of transmission are underway in dozens of countries. And heroic effects such as isolation are taking place everywhere, just like it did in Wuhan, China. And sometimes we think that stopping a disease is the best thing that we can do. But stay with me until the end. You may discover that there may be something better for everyone out there. So the virus is going to traverse the world, and it's probably going to infect between 40 and 70% of the global population during its first wave. And this might occur over the painful next few months, or it might spread out into a manageable several years. Either way, either way, once the first wave is done, the virus is probably here to stay. Now, don't get too worried about that because it's very unlikely that things will remain as bad as they are. So take a deep breath. Established diseases behave very different from novel pandemic viruses. Novel, by the way, is just a fancy word for new, a new pandemic virus. And most important, when a disease becomes established, the age distribution of infection changes. So right now, right now there is a high death rate from coronavirus because of the elderly population. And one study out of Wuhan found that 81% of deaths as of February 11th were in people over 60. And get this, only one death out of 1,023 people was in a person younger than 20. And because this is a new virus, everyone is susceptible regardless of their age. This means that a 70-year-old is just as likely to be infected as a 7-year-old, but the 70-year-old is far more likely to die from the virus. So compare this with established diseases like the measles. Before a vaccine was created in 1963, nearly everyone 
got the measles at some point in their life. In fact, the measles became so infectious that it was almost a universal rite of passage from childhood. And because the infection with measles confers lifelong immunity, adult cases were very, very rare. Now, we don't know if the infection from the coronavirus is going to confer lifelong immunity yet. But if it does, something similar to the measles will happen. Eventually, almost all adults will be immune and new infections will be concentrated among children. And since the virus causes severe disease almost exclusively in elderly people, this shift to a childhood infection would nearly but not completely eliminate hospitalizations due to the virus. So there's some good news, right? Good news, maybe. Here's the maybe. So far, so far none of the coronaviruses that are currently here have given lifelong immunity. And there is a very good chance that the coronavirus won't either. Straight up bummer, right? However, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Subsequent infections with the virus will almost certainly be less severe than the first as individuals accumulate partial immunity. So this partial immunity is similar to the incomplete protection we get when we have a flu shot and it doesn't match exactly with all the flu strains that are floating around us. You can still get infected, but the resulting illness will be far less harsh. So it's not likely that we're going to stop the coronavirus now, but we can be ready for it. So there will be a time after this pandemic when life returns to normal, but a long and painful process may be in store first. The first pandemic wave must well, it might infect more than half the world's population, and it's not unreasonable to predict that one in a thousand people might die. So since many infections have mild or no symptoms, the death rate among identified cases seems to be higher, meaning that a lot of people are going to get this and never know they had it. You know, and that is, and it's likely that it's going to produce far more deaths than the average seasonal flu that we've all cursed but come accustomed to. And the first wave of the COVID-19 virus will not get us to a point where it's a disease for children. As a matter of fact, an infection rate of 50% would leave half adults at risk for the next wave. But, and here's the big but, a reduction in susceptible individuals would weaken subsequent waves. In other words, we're going to get stronger after this first wave and eventually we're going to reach a point where COVID-19 deaths in the elderly are virtually unheard of. So the good news for the future, development of a vaccine would vastly accelerate the process. Fewer people will die from the disease. Now no matter how severe the disease, it is still in our power to reduce the impact of the first pandemic wave and hopefully, just hopefully, stop it from overwhelming our health care systems by staying home when we are sick by minimizing mass gatherings and reducing physical contact we can dampen the epidemic we can reduce the number of cases and the speed at which they occur so that means there is an end in sight and once this dreadful disease could morph into a mild annoyance 
in years to come. So there you have it, an unpolished explanation. No sugarcoating, no exaggeration, just plain science. Fear of the unknown is powerful. Now you know. Until next time.